0: Hello and welcome to Fireside Stories. My name is Mac and I'll be your host today. For episode 58, we had a special request for another story from our favorite bear deep inside the 100-acre woods. So grab your milk and cookies and pull up a chair next to the fire. Here we go. Today's story collection comes from the classic book of Winnie the Pooh by A. A. Milne. In which Eeyore loses a tail and Pooh finds one. The old grey donkey Eeyore stood by himself in a thistly corner of the forest, his front feet well apart, his head on one side and thought about things. Sometimes he thought sadly to himself, Why? And sometimes he thought, Wherefore? And sometimes he thought, Inasmuch as which? And sometimes he didn't quite know what he was thinking about. So when Winnie the Pooh came stumping along, Eeyore was very glad to be able to stop thinking for a little in order to say, How do you do? in a gloomy sort of manner. And how are you? said Winnie the Pooh. Eeyore shook his head from side to side. Not very how, he said. I don't seem to have felt at all how for a long time dear dear said pooh i'm sorry about that let's have a look at you so eeyore stood there gazing sadly at the ground and winnie the pooh walked all around him once why what's happened to your tail he said in surprise What has happened to it?" said Eeyore. It isn't there. Are you sure? Well, either a tail is there or it isn't. You can't make a mistake about it and yours isn't there. Then what is? Nothing. Let's have a look, said Eor and he turned slowly to the place where his tail had been a little while ago. And then, finding that he couldn't catch it up, he turned round the other way, until he came back to where he was at first. And then he put his head down, and looked between his front legs. And at last he said, with a long, sad sigh, (sighs) I believe you're right. Of course I'm right, said Pooh. That accounts for a great deal, said Eeyore gloomily. It explains everything. No wonder. You must have left it somewhere, said Winnie the Pooh. Somebody must have taken it, said Eeyore. How like them he added after a long silence. Pooh felt that he ought to say something helpful about it, but didn't quite know what. So he decided to do something helpful instead. Eeyore, he said solemnly, I, Winnie the Pooh, will find your tail for you. Thank you, Pooh, answered Eeyore. You're a real friend said he. Not like some, he said. So Winnie the Pooh went off to find Eeyore's tail. It was a fine spring morning in the forest as he started out. Little soft clouds played happily in a blue sky, skipping from time to time in front of the sun as if they had come to put it out and then sliding away suddenly so that the next might have its turn. Through them and between them the sun shone bravely, and a copse which had worn its furs all the year round seemed old and dowdy now beside the new green lace which the beeches had put on so prettily. Through copse and spiny marched the bear, down open slopes of gorse and heather over rocky beds of streams up steep banks of sandstone into the heather again and so at last tired and hungry to the hundred acre wood for it was in the hundred acre wood that owl lived and if anyone knows anything about anything said bear to himself it's owl Who knows something about something, he said. Or my name's not Winnie the Pooh, he said. Which it is, he added. So there you are. Owl lived at the Chestnuts, an old world residence of great charm, which was grander than anybody else's, or seemed so to bear, because it had both a knocker and a bell pole. Underneath the knocker, there was a notice which said, Please ring if runcer is required. Underneath the bell pole, there was a notice which said, Please knock if a runcer is not required. These notices had been written by Christopher Robin, who was the only one in the forest who could spell. For Al, wise though he was in many ways, able to read and write and spell his own name, W-O-L, yet somehow went all to pieces over delicate words like measles and buttered toast. Winnie the Pooh read the two notices very carefully, first from left to right, and afterwards, in case he had missed some of it, from right to left. Then, to make quite sure, he knocked and pulled the knocker, and he pulled and knocked the bell rope, and he called out in a very loud voice, Owl, I require an answer. It's bear speaking. And the door opened, and Owl looked out. Hello, Pooh, he said. How's things? Terrible and sad, said Pooh. Because Eeyore, who is a friend of mine, has lost his tail, and he's moping about it. So could you very kindly tell me how I could find it for him? Well, said Owl, the customary procedure in such cases is as follows. What does crustimony proceed cake mean? said Pooh. For I am a bear of very little brain, and long words bother me. It means the thing to do. Oh, as long as it means that, I don't mind, said Pooh humbly. The thing to do is as follows. First, issue a reward. Then... Oh, just a moment, said Pooh, holding up his paw. What do we do to this... What were you saying? You sneezed, just as you were going to tell me. I didn't sneeze. Yes, you did, Al. Excuse me, Pooh. I didn't. You can't sneeze without knowing it. Well, you can't know it without something having been sneezed. What I said was, first, issue a reward. You're doing it again, said Pooh sadly. A reward, said Al very loudly. We write a notice to say that we will give a large something to anybody who finds Eeyore's tail." I see, I see. Pooh nodded his head. Talking about large somethings, he went on dreamily. I generally have a small something about now, about this time in the morning. He looked wistfully at the cupboard in the corner of Al's parlor. Just a mouthful of condensed milk or whatnot, with perhaps a lick of honey. Well then, said Owl, we write out this notice and we put it up all over the forest. A lick of honey, murmured Bear to himself, or, or not, as the case may be. And he gave a deep sigh and tried very hard to listen to what Owl was saying. But Al went on and on, using longer and longer words, until at last he came back to where he started and he explained that the person to write out this notice was Christopher Robin. It was he who wrote the ones on the front door for me. Did you see them, Pooh? For some time now, Pooh had been saying yes and no in turns, with his eyes shut, to all Al that was saying. And having said yes, yes, last time, he said, no, not at all. Now, without really knowing what Al was talking about. You didn't see them? said Al, a little surprised. Come and take a look at them now. So they went outside, and Pooh looked at the knocker and the notice below it, and he looked at the bell rope and the notice below it, and the more he looked at the bell rope, the more he felt that he had seen something like that somewhere else sometime before. Oh, handsome bell rope, isn't it? Said Al. Pooh nodded. It reminds me of something, he said, but I can't think what. Where did you get it? Oh, I just came across it in the forest. It was hanging over a bush, and I thought at first someone lived there. So I rang it, and nothing happened, and then I rang it again very loudly, and it came off in my hand. And as no one seemed to want it, I took it home and... Al, Pooh said solemnly. You made a mistake. Somebody did want it. Who? Eeyore. My dear friend Eeyore. He was... He was fond of it. Fond of it? Attached to it said Winnie the Pooh sadly. So with these words, he unhooked it and carried it back to Eeyore. And when Christopher Robin had nailed it on in its right place again, Eeyore frisked about in the forest, waving his tail so happily that Winnie the Pooh came over all funny, and he had to hurry home for a little snack of something to sustain him and wiping his mouth half an hour afterwards, he's saying to himself proudly, who found the tail? I said Pooh at a quarter to two. I found the tail. Only it was a quarter to 11, really.